Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am talking with Jessica Mitten, who is a culinary nutrition expert and an award-winning certified holistic nutritional consultant. We're going to talk all about how to write a cookbook. Now, I'm really excited about this topic because there's so many of you out there that want to think outside of the, you know, just one-on-one consultation box. And I know Jessica is going to be the right one to talk about that because she As she'll tell you, she started with that path and then kind of pivoted and then started with writing books. So I'm really excited to have her on to talk about this. So Jessica has been featured across many publications and media channels, including the Academy of Culinary Nutrition's From Scratch Cookbooks, CBC Radio, and the National Magazine Optimize. Jessica is the author of the hit cookbook, Some Good, which was shortlisted for a Taste Canada Award and her newest release, Some Good Sweet Treats. So welcome to the podcast, Jessica. Thanks, Stephanie. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. I um, am really looking forward to talking with you. And it's funny, um, as everyone will find out through this conversation, and before we hit record, we kind of realized we've had these similar paths with our nutrition business. We both took like the same nutrition program at the same time, and then we both took a culinary program at the same time. So why don't you just give everybody a little bit of a background of, you know, how you got started in nutrition and like how your business kind of developed? Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I graduated from um, the same school as you, the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition in 2015, um, as well as the Academy of Culinary Nutrition. And um, when I graduated, my intention was to um, offer one-on-one consultations. Um, so that was uh, how I started. Um, I also started a blog at that time as well and really wanted to provide education to people around healthy eating, wellness articles, that type of thing. And I also, you know, at, like I said, uh, started consulting as well. Um, so I did that for several several years, um, first when I graduated. And um, it was something I enjoyed at the time, but I found myself really spending more time in the kitchen and developing recipes. And um, that kind of uh, brought out the, the true passion and what I wanted to do and the path I wanted to go. Um, so after uh, graduating, um, I noticed myself recreating some of my family, family favorites that I, I had when I was growing up. Uh, I also moved back to Newfoundland, which is my home province. Um, so I was there for a while. I'm now in Moncton, New Brunswick. Um, but while I was home, I was surrounded by so many delicious uh, and local foods. Uh, I felt inspired to create new recipes and recreate old recipes. And that's kind of how the cookbook came about. I um, 
was inspired by by Newfoundland and um, the foods that I used to eat as a child. And uh, as I started writing recipes and and collecting uh, new ways of uh, preparing food, I was able to develop uh, a collection of recipes that I could present to a publisher. Yeah, that's that's really neat. I mean, that's so cool that you you know, started on one path and then you were like, oh, actually, this is where my passion lies a little bit. I'm going to put some time and attention here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious. So, you know, as you said, you moved back to Newfoundland, you started like um, redoing some family favorites, you were building up, I'm sure, like a blog or some kind of like catalog of these recipes. Like, was it more of your like personal push to be like, hey, this should be in a book? that's like the path I want to take? Or did you start having people reading the blog and suggesting that? Or like, what was that kind of like, little spot in between that pushed you to that next idea? Well, the blog was a little different from the recipes that I were I was creating. So um, I kind of had two avenues of create creating um, recipes on the go at the same time. So I was creating for my blog. And it was more Uh, like salads and soups and just inspired by healthy ingredients and ways we could heal our body um, from the benefits of certain anti-inflammatory foods or from to to help with certain um, health concerns. And then I was also at the same time creating and recreating recipes that I thought would be great in a cookbook. Uh, and it all kind of stemmed from family favorites and the local foods that I was surrounded by. Um, so I was kind of juggling the two types of recipes. Uh, I mean, everything in the cookbook is very much uh, whole food based, um, looking at health and uh, gluten and dairy free. So you're getting some really good foods in there. But I, it kind of stemmed from, I guess, back to your question, from a personal push to get the, the uh, cookbook out there because um, it was very personal to me. It was family favorites. It was being back home in Newfoundland. It was being inspired. It was finding something that I could eat again because mm-hmm. after going through my nutrition journey, um, which was a very personal one for me, you know, uh, discovering health issues that I had and overcoming them with food and trying to find something that I could eat again um, was it could it was challenging and being home and finding the foods that I grew up with to recreate them and, and make them into something delicious again um, that I could eat, that I could enjoy without having flare-ups or uh, a reaction um, just gave me a lot of comfort. And once I noticed, you know, I was finding a lot of uh, benefit from these recipes, um, it was at that point I thought, there's a lot of other people that could possibly have a great benefit from them as well, which is why I wanted to go to the publisher um, to go that route and uh, get the support from them to get it out in the world on a much bigger scale than I could do um, or what I was currently doing at that time. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that does then lead us to that next question of, um, you know, did you self-publish or have a publisher? And it sounds like you went the publisher route. So I'm curious how that, if you're open to sharing that with us, Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's like some secret world or secret society. Nobody really knows what goes on (laughs) behind those closed doors. How did that work? Did you go in with a proposal and some recipes? And then was there like a negotiation back and forth? Or were they sold on it right away? Or did you have to go to multiple publishers till you found someone? What was that like? Uh, So I... I decided to approach a Newfoundland publisher because it really kind of stuck with the values of what the cookbook was about and uh, it stuck with the culture of Newfoundland and what it had to offer. Um, So I did a bit of research on Newfoundland publishers um, to see what one would be a best fit. Um, and there was a, there were several in the area that I could have reached out to, but Breakwater Books was kind of the one that stuck out to me. I saw that they, um, published cookbooks in the past. And, um, I also, uh, saw that they were, uh, really focusing on publishing books surrounded by, um, you know, Newfoundland culture and, um, you know, it was everything from fiction to cookbooks. And I thought this would be a wonderful fit. Um, So in order to get it published, you know, there is a process, of course. And I searched their website. I look for, um, you know, tips on how to um, apply or provide a pitch and send in the manuscript. Um, So that was a process. I did have to approach it more like a business venture because it's like any idea you're pitching it and you want someone to collaborate on this with you. And that's exactly what I did. I wrote a proposal to them. Um, I sent my manuscript in and there was a lot of editing involved and proofing and making sure everything was um, looking great before I sent it in. Um, So I I sent in my proposal and they said the timeline for a response would be anywhere from six months to a year. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was quite the waiting period, but I was very fortunate. Um, They got back to me within three months and they loved the idea of what my cookbook um, what's all about. Um, so my first cookbook is called Some Good. And um, that one is all about transforming Newfoundland dishes and newly inspired dishes around Newfoundland uh, foods. So making it healthier, making it more nutritious, finding healthier ways to cook uh, foods, and then using the local foods that are uh, in the area. So they really, that was something that really resonated with them. And they were fully on board for that. I was over the moon to hear that it was uh, something that they haven't done before. And they wanted something fresh and new that they could present to their audience as well. Uh, so yeah. it worked out. Yeah, it worked out really well. Um, and they have been an amazing publisher to work for. They're very laid back. They're, you know, very supportive. Um, and uh, they like doing cookbooks with me in the future as well. So I came up with my second one um, last year. 
and they they have mentioned that they'd like to continue working with me so it is a great relationship and you do get a nice bit of support and I know not every publisher is like that and I've heard horror stories as well um but I have to say I'm very fortunate to be collaborating with Breakwater um to publish my books yeah yeah that's so nice to have that relationship and as the first experience too like it sounds like it just really um was all meant to be the way it happened. Like you, it doesn't sound like you had to send out manuscript after manuscript to like many different companies and kind of like, you know, knock on their door and do follow-up emails. Like it sounded like it just fell into place like pretty nicely for you. It, it was, yeah, it worked out really well. Um, like I, I mean, I did look at other uh, publishers, but this one kind of stuck. So there was a bit of like research in the beginning, but once I, you know, hit send and everything was off. And uh, within three months, it was, a you know, I heard back from them and it worked out really well. And I, I you know, I, I had a passion and I believed and I, when I came up with the idea of the cookbook, I really felt good about it. And I think those energies really support your passions and your your ideas and make things happen as well um I'm a true believer in that and I think it helped me in this in in, in this um situation so yeah I love that you shared that I I totally agree and yeah. it's funny because um yeah I can see how like the idea of it in itself to do like traditional um foods you know is so drawing because that's you know what people in, you know, especially the East Coast, it's all about food and community and friendship. So I can see how that'd be a really compelling idea. But I can also see how you being, you know, a little bit younger than maybe like their traditional writer who's like, um, again, I don't know their publishing, yeah. but I'm assuming, you know, um, my grandparents grew up in Prince Edward Island. So I'd always go out there. And I remember seeing cookbooks on like the shelves at any store and it'd be like someone in their 70s wrote it or like family favorites, but like for an older demographic. Um, so I can imagine that like you're just bringing, like you said, this fresh new spin on something and making it accessible to like a younger generation of people that are growing up there. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's something they were seeking for sure. Um, so it, it, it worked in both of our favors and I was happy to bring something fresh and exciting. And it's kind of the, the way I went with the look of the cookbook as well. It's, um, it's fresh, it's bold, it's a new look, it's a new take. Um, and it has a completely different design than, any of their other cookbooks that they have published as well. They wanted it to be positioned in a way so it looked different. It looked fresh. Um, it was bold. It's bold. Um, so they were, it was really good for them to see that as well because um, I wanted that to come through in the design. And the designer that I work with nailed it. Like she, she had my vision. She took my thoughts and my inspiration boards that I sent her and she really figured it out and brought it to life. So that was a very fun experience bringing it, bringing the design elements to the cookbook with, you know, the written part and all the recipes. It was, it was pretty cool experience to see that all come together. Yeah, I can imagine like that first time. Well, we'll get to that in a, in a bit. <laughs> I would love to hear about that like first crack open of the book and how you felt. But I have a million kind of 
uh, questions about the whole process. So um, I hope you don't mind me asking. And, and if you don't feel like answering, that's totally fine. But did you have to take this on as a project where you paid into it? Or were you actually paid by the publisher to write the book? I so basically anything that I did, like sourcing ingredients, um, testing recipes, photography, that was all my responsibility. Um, now, I know it's different among different publishers. I've spoke with someone else and they said they received advances. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't in my with my experience. I didn't receive advances. Um but they did take on any financial risk for distribution, um, you know, print, those types of things and looking at those costs because that can be a hefty uplump uh, mm -hmm. sum. And, uh, yeah, so I had to pay for my photographer, um, you know, getting the, the ingredients for the recipes, eating the flops and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of had to financially uh, – be prepared for uh I what I did do though I made sure that I was like the foods in the recipe book was um in the first one at least it had meals in there so we could eat them for dinner and lunch <laughs> and it kind of got incorporated into our our daily life and our uh, meal planning experience so uh, I kind of worked it in that way so it helped reduce cost a bit uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it was something I did have to pay for up front for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for being so honest about that. Cause mm -hmm. I think it's just, again, one of those things where someone might be curious about writing a book, but they're like, mm -hmm. am I paying, am I being paid? And kind of like you said, I'm sure there's so many different scenarios. Um, but I love that you worked it into your meal plan. I think that's <laughs> very smart. And it was, I mean, you're going to be cooking the meals anyways, probably for your everyday life. Why not just mm -hmm. make them a bit more beautiful, obviously way more time and attention into making them look right. But um, it's just so amazing at the end of the day, like you have written a book now that is like such an incredible feat that you can have for the rest of your life. So um, I'm curious, how long did the whole process take? Are we talking like a few months, a year? Like what did that look like? Well, the two, my two cookbooks, they both were tackled part-time. So it wasn't something I sat down and said, okay, these are the three months I'm going to work on the cookbook and that's it. It didn't go that way. Um, so basically I, I started creating recipes throughout my um, consulting. So when I was offering nutritional consultations, I was also creating recipes. And soon after I grad, like after I graduated, like that, that was all kind of the way that I went, it was kind of creating recipes and consulting. So that's, that consumed my life after. So I wasn't able to work on it part time, I kind of dabbled with it, maybe for a couple weeks. And then I had a couple weeks where I didn't look at it and I had a break from it to get more inspiration. Mm -hmm. I would um, look at visiting farms in like in springtime and fall or throughout the summer. So that would provide inspiration as well. Or if I visited a restaurant, that would also um, provide inspiration. Uh, so it all kind of happened over a, two years around about from 
the beginning of creating recipes to the time it was published and on a shelf Mm. um, with the publisher. So I, um, I would start by, you know, creating recipes and breaking like the book down into sections. So in the first one, there was a variety of recipes. There was everything from condiments. You had your main meals, appetizers. There was a dessert section. Um, so what I did was kind of break it all down, tackle one section at a time and then kind of work on that section unless something came up and I was really inspired to make a dessert someday. And then I was in my appetizer section. I would, I would just go with the flow, but, um, I, I did try to break it in sections just to make it more attainable and, um, felt like I was accomplishing something as I was going through because mm-hmm. it is quite a big task. Uh, and then once all the recipes were created, I looked at the beginning of the cookbook. So in both the cookbooks I have, there's an introduction section. There's also a section talking about the different flours I use because um, they're both gluten-free. They're both dairy-free. I talk about dairy-free alternatives a bit. Um, and then, um, you know, in the first one, it was more about the history of Newfoundland foods, where they came from, what, um, you know, food looked like in the 1950s and how that affected our food as we eat it today uh, and the choices that may have been made. Uh, so the, there was a little introduction there talking about different things and there was a bit of research involved in that. So even in that beginning part of the book, I did break that down in section as well. Um, so I talked about my story for a bit about how nutrition uh, transformed my life uh, in regards to health and uh, personal lifestyle. And then I also talked about the history of Newfoundland food. And then, like I said, the gluten and dairy free um, uh, products and foods that I would use. Uh, so it was all kind of broken in sections to help, you know, become more achievable I was able to say I could check that off and move Mm -hmm. on to the next thing Um, it just made more sense that way to me Um, I don't know if that's a process that other people take on but it worked for me and I was able to you know get everything together and present it uh, by breaking it down into sections Yeah, I feel like that's such good advice because it's Mm -hmm. just like anything, like even starting your nutrition business, it's like Mm -hmm. such a big task. And you're like, oh my God, there's so many steps. And it's like, no, no, you just need to, you know, do step one and then do step two and do step three. So same with the book. Um, You know, it's really good. You were able to, I guess, like self-coach yourself through that because it Mm -hmm. doesn't sound like you got super overwhelmed. Um, But you also gave yourself some time off, which I think was probably really important too to get that inspiration like you said where you're not just trying to write when it doesn't feel right you're like okay mm-hmm. let me take a step back and like come back to this with fresh eyes because I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day because it was such a passion project for you it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like you just wanted to rush it and get it out it sounds like it more was like you know something you wanted to be like a representation of yourself in the place that you live that's exactly right yeah it only felt rushed 
the night before when you're going to send it off to your <laughs> editor and you can't get that last recipe the workout and you're you're so frustrated and calling your mother and crying your eyes out but other than that it's pretty awesome experience <laughs> yeah and, and it's okay to have some of those times right oh like definitely sure it makes it, makes it, it yeah. all worth it <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely Hey there, I hope you're getting so much value from this episode. So I wanted to take a quick pause to tell you about the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective and share a special offer just for podcast listeners like you. If you're trying to get momentum with your nutrition business or need some support figuring out your next steps or brainstorming ideas, this monthly membership is for you. Inside, you'll get monthly in-depth marketing, sales, and business trainings, and Q&A sessions to help you grow your nutrition business, as well as a supportive community where you can ask questions and exchange ideas. If you want to learn more or join us in the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective, head on over to www.stephanielong.ca slash membership, and be sure to use the code podcast in the checkout to get your first month for only $7. See you inside. So, okay. So it took you, you know, kind of two years, like start to finish. And then, like you said, you sent everything over to the publisher. I'm assuming then they take on the whole process of like, you know, the final edit, the like uh, manufacturing. And then let's now talk about that. Like for, you know, how does it work? Do you receive the first copy and like then the marketing begins of the book or how does that like after you've sent everything in now start to progress? So, yeah, so once I uh, sent everything off, um, the editor has to go through the documents. So they would um, go through, look for anything that may be uh, repeated multiple times or grammar, um, looking at the recipes and making sure everything's consistent um, based on how I'm writing it. Um, so that usually happens over a month or so the going back and forth once they have it in their hands. Um, and then once they're done editing and I had, and I approved the final edit, uh, and we're both okay with it, then it would go to design. Um, so, uh, the designer there, uh, she, you know, she took in all my feedback. I gave her ideas on how I wanted it to look. Um, I, I had um, photos that I uh, that my friend took Becky Peckham for the first cookbook um, and she did an amazing job and I sent those off. Um, so we used different imagery that she um, took through a photo shoot, which went very quickly, might I add. <laughs> um, it's uh, that was a rushed uh, photo shoot I'll say because I had to she was actually living out of province at the time and she was um, visiting for a week so I managed to grab her for half a day and we were able to pump out those recipes but she's very talented wow. so it was it was it was manageable <laughs> we did it it was a busy morning but it's uh, she did a great job she photographed all of those in half a day in half a day, but oh we, gosh. there was about five of us there and okay. we were all like setting up and then taking down, setting up and taking down. And as every one thing was set up, she would be shooting and then the next person would be taking down the other oh, dish that was there. It was, we were consistent. We had a, we had a good, uh, 
rhythm going. So yeah. I was very fortunate to have uh, people around me to help with that. My husband was one of those people and he's a creative director. So he, oh, good. yeah, he helped out quite a bit as well and made the, the, the process go very smoothly. Uh, but yes, sorry, um, a little off the topic there, but uh, yeah. So I, I sent the imagery to the, the designer and she used those images in and she kind of got a feel for how I wanted the cookbook to look based on those images. And like there was everything you had to pick out. It was font style, the thickness of the paper, the matte finish on the cover, the type of paper that you want to use. So did you want something that was going to have food sticking to it or something a little more slippery and durable? So There was lots to choose from, um, but uh, they did make it a little easier because they knew they kind of guided you in the right direction of what would work for a cookbook. Uh, But it was very fun and exciting to go through that process. Um, But yeah, so once it went to designer, that that would take, you know, almost a month as well or more uh, from going back and forth because they would break it down in sections as they were designing it. Um, to show you flow and if if you liked it or not. Um, there was cover design and back cover design um, that they would create. Um, and uh, you wanted to make sure that was something that was going to be consistent with the interior of the book. Uh, yeah, so that was a very fun process uh, working with a designer because you've really got to see things come to life. It wasn't just like text in a Word document. It was more okay, it's a PDF now. It's looking a little Mm -hmm. more vibrant and exciting and colorful. Um, So that was really cool. And then after uh, everything was approved on design, uh, then it goes to print. Um, So once everything is approved through design and editing, they send it to print, and then it usually takes – anywhere from four to eight weeks um, to get that printed. Uh, So they go through a process and make sure everything looks good to be printed. Um, Now, mine was printed, I believe, they're based in Manitoba. So it was uh, printed out of province. Mm -hmm. And then they would ship it back to, they would ship copies back to Breakwater Books, the publisher of Newfoundland, and they would also ship out to stores at the same time. Mm. So I, there was, they, they did get a copy. I can remember for the first one, they did get a copy sent, like a rush copy. So it was sent out before it hit store shelves. And then if there was anything that we didn't like or something wasn't printed right, then we could say stop operation type thing (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, everything looked good and everything was out in shelves and uh it was very exciting when I got to see that book and just the smell of a new book smell it was a very emotional time because you put all this hard work into creating the book and it's actually in a tangible form that you can lift instead of looking at it on a screen and imagining what it could look like and um, yeah, it's quite an experience for sure. 
Yeah. Wow. Just that sense of accomplishment and like mm-hmm. there must be so much excitement and nervousness and like, oh, definitely. You know, just yeah. like all of the emotions. What did you do? Did you do anything to celebrate or like, did you jump up and down or <laughs> if you want to share that with us? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I opened it up and I was just looking through it and tears came to my eyes and I was overwhelmed. I, had a moment there. My husband was there taking photos of that moment. My sister was also there for the first one. So it was really nice. And uh, we looked at it and then we headed across the province and celebrated by doing a um, province-wide tour. So we started, yeah, we started in my hometown, uh, which is a little town called Cowhead uh, Mm -hmm. on the north, the uh, west coast of Newfoundland. And we started there and we went, um, you know, uh, different communities on the West Coast. We went to a couple in Central and then we went back to the East Coast where I was living at the time. Um, So we were able to celebrate. We did a lot of different signings. I had family come out for the different signings uh, based depending on where they were in the province. Um, And we went from everywhere to souvenir stores to chapters and coals, we went to um, we went to grocery stores. <laughs> so there were quite a few places. We started the tour at a uh, local museum, which was where the launch was held in my hometown. Um, so we started it there, and then just went across the province with a uh, with a book tour. It didn't kind of it didn't work that way for the second one due to COVID, but mm. it's been interesting on how to promote the second one just because things are different now. But um, yeah, it was quite a fun tour for the first cookbook for sure. That's right. You're like, you know, you made it when you get a book tour (laughs) to to different places. It sounds so cool. Um, Did the publisher organize all of that or did you have to have your hands in the marketing of the book as well? They organized all the signings. Um, so they reached out to different um, retailers and set up all the signings. So I didn't have to do any of that. For the launch day, it was in my hometown. So it was more of a community event that we all kind of put our hands in it and organized it. And my parents were there and they were helping out my husband. Um, so I'm from a very small town. So it's more like a community gathering Mm. And uh, we all kind of just chipped in and we had a uh, local um, grocery store sponsor the event. So they provided nibbles for people and uh, helped out in that way. And yeah, so, but the publisher, they, they set up all the signings. Um, They did all the graphics for the book tour. Um, So there was uh, posters, um, different cards that would go out. Um, they also set up interviews with um, different radio stations. Uh, there was TV ad at one point. Wow. And um, they also, you know, set up uh, different reviews as well. So they would send out free copies um, to people who like to review cookbooks and that provided a little bit of exposure as well. So they were very supportive. Um, they they usually are with like first when the cookbook comes out and then they kind of slow down a bit because they obviously have other books that they're publishing. So 
they'll give that good big push out and then uh, support you in any way that they can uh, later on. But they yeah. will do a nice bit. Like they network um, throughout Canada as well. And the uh, cookbook distributor that I have, um, they are based in, they, they distribute story to uh, North America. Um, mm. So it's really good in that sense that I have that support and um, that they can connect that uh, wide across Canada and the U S uh, cause I, I, I really had no idea like how that worked when I first got into um, publishing a cookbook. It was, my focus was building my, you know, consulting business and it wasn't um, making connections to get a book in, um, you know, a certain area. I didn't have those connections. So it was just nice to have that support while I looked at other ventures in my life at the time. Yeah. And you don't really realize like how many, like you've explained this whole process so well to us, but it's like, <laughs> there's so many pieces that go into this that, you know, um, probably if like somebody's listening and they're like, this is some avenue I'd really like to go down. Would mm-hmm. you even recommend like trying to seek out a publisher versus self-publishing? Cause I feel like self-publishing would be all of that, obviously on yourself. Like, would you have ever gone that route now, now knowing how much work it takes? I think I I have no regrets going with a, a publisher and I don't think I would have went the other way as a self-published author just because there's a lot of work and a lot of uh, connections that I didn't have and I, I'm not in that literary world where I, I know how to connect with certain uh, people like even everything from certain events or reviewers and those type of things I, I I just didn't have the knowledge and I'm sure I could learn it but there's other things and other projects that I want to do in my life and to have the support is great I wouldn't deter people from not going that way I think it's a great way to go if you want the support for sure mm-hmm. financially um, the gains aren't as rewarding uh, as the the goal of accomplishing uh, publishing a cookbook, um, it's it is you do get a small income from it, but it's not something to go quit your job about and <laughs> not focus on other things. It's there as an additional or supplement to um, you know other things that you you can be doing. Yeah, I remember hearing that as well. I think even um, Megan Telpner, who runs Academy of Culinary Nutrition, which we both went to, I think mm-hmm. I learned that from her where she's like, hey, you're not going to get rich with a cookbook, um, but you know, it's going to give you exposure. It definitely does that for sure. Mm-hmm. And it gives you exposure in ways that you thought maybe wasn't going to happen or wasn't possible. Um, like I was you know, I had a, there was a TV ad at one point there was, you know, I was on CBC, uh, multiple times and they, they would reach out to me for, um, you know, different, um, info sessions on nutrition. So it's, it's, I think it's part of a bigger picture, whatever it is you want to achieve. So if you have a consulting business or you have a nutrition business of some sort, I think it's a great way to add on another element that you can have in your back pocket to 
show your clients or uh, use as that use that as a way to get exposure for other things in your business that also relates to your business. Um, so it's a great supplement, I would consider a cookbook. Um, but I, I do the, the self publishing is interesting though. I've, I've, my husband is also a published author and he's went with, um, he, he writes fiction. So he went with a science fiction publisher, but they do it a little differently than the way the publisher does it, uh, has, has communicated with me. It's uh, a little different. They, it's more of a self publishing, but publishing experience. It's, <laughs> it's quite different. Like they go through Amazon. So oh. it's very, um, it's almost a, I guess the middleman of through self publishing with my husband's experience. So he has them as support, but they go through Amazon as if you were self-published. Mm. So that's a completely different publishing experience again. And I've heard other stories where it's completely different from myself and my husband's experience. So it's this is one story, I guess. And I think it's quite common, my experience from like the traditional publishing way of publishing a cookbook. Um, but there are other ways, of course, to do that. And I think it really depends on what's your main goals in your business. What is it you want to achieve? Um, and how is it going to work with other aspects of your business? Yeah. Like, is it going to enrich your business or are you going to mm -hmm. spend, you know, years and years and years doing this cookbook, expecting that to be the one thing that's, you know, going to help you take off. It's like, you kind of have to have the, like, the, like, follow-up plan for after of how you're going to utilize all of that exposure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would love to just wrap up and have you tell us, like, what are your plans for if you want to share maybe a third book plan with us or <laughs> any business plans, if there's anything that you feel like the doors have kind of opened up for you, what, what do you think you're going to do moving forward? Well, I've, you know, I, I, I do see another cookbook in the future for sure. I, I said this year, cause I just published my second one in September of last year. And I said, I'm going to take a break <laughs> maybe for like uh, six months or so, like after it was published and out and uh, I'm still taking that break. Cause it is a, it is a long consuming process. Like it's a lot of mental, energy and, and creation like you're you're constantly thinking and when you're trying to do other things in your life as well it's uh, it can be uh quite consuming it's also rewarding but I think having a break is something I need right now from creating another cookbook and I do think it'll happen start happening again in the fall hmm. Uh, I have ideas nothing solid yet so there's not much I can I guess, you know, share with you on that. Um, but I, I just know there's going to be another one for sure. I mean, and, and right now I, I work at a health food store called Sequoia on Trinity. It's here in Moncton, New Brunswick, which is where I'm living right now. And I work there and I do nutrition projects on the side. So I collaborate with other nutritionists. I've been working some, on some other projects that I've been wanting to, um, uh, you know, get done um, this year. And I've been steadily working on those. And 
I hope to have more news on that for you soon as well. I'm just not that far into it yet. I've uh, been writing scripts for a program that I hope to release later this year. And um, I uh, should have more information on that soon. So I'll, uh, it seems like a lot of things will be happening later this year. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, it's very exciting. I, I, I don't think I'll ever stop creating. I think there's always, my mind just goes that route. And it's, I think that's why the nutrition consulting wasn't the avenue for me. And I need to be creating something. I need to be creating recipes. Um, I still operate my blog, so I continue to write for my blog and other people um, and businesses. So I do that as well. And um, that that is where I my passions lie in creating things and helping other people. And um, that's uh, that's kind of where I, I've gone with my business activities and nutrition activities that I've learned from school and it's it's a very rewarding experience just to know that you're helping someone and having a product that you've created and put all your Mm -hmm. effort in and seeing the rewards on other people's faces makes it uh, a rewarding experience. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for sharing this, um, you know, like the how to write a cookbook, like the avenues to take, because I feel like you're going to be, you know, sparking some ideas in some people who are listening's head. <laughs> and you might be that person that really like pushes them to now make the jump and do it. So maybe that's a side project for you. Just an idea to help people <laughs> write their cookbooks, because I think we can like I said at the beginning, get so lost in all the details. So yeah, having you even break that down here was uh, super helpful. So thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate you having me on the show. And I I hope this is helpful for someone listening. Um, Yeah, so thank you very much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know it will be super helpful. Uh, Before we go, why don't you just share where people can find you and then feel free to plug the book once more, like the name where they can find it. And yeah, just leave us with some details for how to follow you. Oh, perfect. Yes. Um, So yes, so I have my website and blog at jessicamitten.com. You can also find me on Instagram at jessicamitten and on Facebook as jessicamitten holistic nutrition there. Uh, Yeah, so that's my social media and blog. Um, My cookbooks, I have Some Good, which was my first cookbook, uh, which was released in 2018. And that one's all about and inspired around Newfoundland cuisine. Um, And then my second one that came out last year is called Some Good Sweet Treats. And that one is all about whole food, gluten-free, dairy-free sweet treats. Um, So everything from cakes, cookies, sweet breads, and chocolate in there. Uh, And you can find those cookbooks on Amazon, Chapters, um, Barnes & Noble, if you're in the U.S. Uh, You can also find it at your local bookstore and some health food stores as well. Uh, Yeah, so go check that out, guys. Yeah, I'm I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to order that. So (laughs) sounds delicious, all of it. Well, thank you again so much, Jess. This has been such a pleasure. Um, You've really even inspired me to start thinking outside of the box in my business. And yeah, I'm sure that so many uh, others have gotten so much from this conversation. So thanks again. Yeah, thank you so much, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. 
Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.